Blog Talk Radio. Turnbuckle, Turnbuckle fans, welcome to the show on another Sunday afternoon. Sign guy with you as usual, Coach Mike Jones, the coach with the most, coming at us from coast to coast. He doesn't mean to brag, but he has to boast because his favorite all-time Major League Baseball player is Ned Yost. Not with us today. He's not filling up the par, so he's taking the day off. Hopefully he will be back with us next time. But we want to wish everyone a happy Easter if you celebrate that. To those celebrating Ramadan, happy Ramadan to you as well. Real fast show note, if you're looking for some pro wrestling today, Summit Pro Wrestling happening in Greenfield, Indiana. You still have time to make it over to catch Summit Pro. So make your way over there if you're in the Indiana area. And without further ado, our guest has arrived today. And today, very special guest, he is a little bit different than our normal guest as he has not entered the professional ranks just as of yet, but he has entered the ranks of amateur wrestling with an eye at going professional when the time is right. Malachi, thank you for joining us today. We're happy to have you here. Malachi, you going to say hi? He's, he's a little shy right now. This is John Davidson, his father. How are you guys doing? Doing all right. John Davidson, as we said, your son Malachi entering the amateur ranks with the eye of going into professional wrestling. I know Malachi a little bit shy. He's also coming off strep throat, so we definitely understand he doesn't feel like talking like he normally might. But when he first told you he had designs on getting into professional wrestling following in your footsteps. How was that sense of pride permeating from you? I'm sure it had to be a, a good feeling to know that that's what your son wanted to do. Well, well i got to tell you, man, it, it really touched my heart and it brought a tear to my eye a little bit to know that my son looked up to me that much to say, I want to do what you do, Daddy. And... Uh, he, he had his heart set on it, and he one day we were, we were at a show called uh, All Bethel Community Day, ABC Day, and uh, he looked at a wrestler by the name of Paul Cerberus, God, I love that man, um, and told him that he was, when he got older, he was going to train, and he was going to beat him. <laughs> so I, I, he found he found an outlet. He said, "Look, Dad, wrestling," and it was Greco-Roman. And I said, "That's a good way to start. Those are the great fundamentals to have." And uh, he got into the wrestling, and his coach said that he got it, and that he's getting it. Um, he's had a few snags, uh, but that's that's typical for. For someone of his age, uh, as far as um, performance goes, um, he, he's doing what he should for his age, and it makes me proud. Every meet that he goes to, uh, I'm there with him by his side. Uh, I get him to his pairings and make sure that he gets to where he needs to go, and I, I, that's all I do. I just escort him. So uh, his coaches step in, and they let him know what's going on, and he just has fun. And I told him, I said, I said, don't think of it as, as something hard. I said, have fun while you do it. And he took it to heart. Doesn't matter win or lose, this, this little boy still has a smile on his face, and he has fun doing it. So I, I'm glad that he, he entered in, and uh, I'm glad that he's part of our world. 
Absolutely. I was there for that challenge. As a matter of fact, I was feet away from Paul Cerberus when this happened. Malachi, have you learned some things since you've done amateur wrestling that you're going to use to defeat Paul Cerberus when you turn pro? He he's still he's still a little a little a little mic shy right now, but it's okay. We'll work on it. Absolutely, nothing wrong with being a little mic shy when you're starting out. But uh, I know you were also stood right there. How shocked were you when your son flat out challenged Paul Cerberus right there in the locker room? I I was was really shocked. I mean, he I, I didn't know he was going to do it. It wasn't planned. So um, I I just don't I I couldn't believe it. And, you know, when, when he cussed it at Paul Cerberus, I had to stop him. I had to tell him, you can't say that. That's not okay to say to people. Uh, he told he told Paul Cerberus that he was going to beat his rear end, uh, but uh, he used a three-letter word along with that. Um, and I told him he couldn't say that. And he said, but, but that's how I feel. And I said, I understand that's how you feel, son, but you can't tell somebody that you're going to beat that you're going to beat their A-word. And uh, he understood, and he apologized to Paul. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I was really, really shocked. I I had no idea that he was going to do that. To be fair, Paul Cerberus uses 17 and a half swear words to describe a newborn puppy. <laughs> I get it. Wow. Like you said, shortly after that's when Malachi got into the ranks of amateur wrestling. Did you personally have an amateur background as well, or are you sort of learning the amateur side of things as your son progresses through the sport? I'm learning the amateur side of things as my son progresses. Uh, I started training straight into pro, um, so... I don't have the the background skills that my son is learning, um, and I wish I had, because I'd be a lot further, a lot further along in my career. It's an excellent base to have. A lot of professional wrestlers you wouldn't necessarily look at and say that is someone that must have come from the amateur ranks, uh, people like Brian Nobbs, people like Max Payne have amateur backgrounds, even though they don't look like amateur wrestlers per se, as far as what you would imagine in your mind an amateur looking like and sort of what we train ourselves to think of as an amateur, especially style-wise, they didn't necessarily move around like an amateur. Having the amateur background gives a good base when you're training for a professional wrestling, though. Even if he doesn't use the amateur wrestling very much in his professional career, it's still going to give him a base. How excited were you that Malachi saw amateur wrestling gravitated to it, and then whether it was consciously done or not, chose something that was going to give him a base for when he does drift into professional wrestling training. I felt good about it. Um, I I support him. Um, so any, anything that he wants to do, if he doesn't want to, if he doesn't want to pursue anymore, uh, I'll support that. I uh, really wish he would, but, um, you know, it's the end of the season, so we'll see how he does next fall. Uh, amateur wrestling is a sport that at one point was fairly controversial because in amateur wrestling there are very set and defined weight limits 
and a generation or two ago you would have coaches that would highly encourage their athletes to do questionable things to make the weights. It was not always the healthiest of sports to pursue at that point. And, of course, a lot of people outside of the wrestling bubble, outside of the athletic bubble, would point to potential injury in amateur wrestling, which, of course, is part of it, but on a much smaller scale than some other sports. Did you research or help Malachi research the pros and cons of an amateur wrestling career, or did you go into it as this was going to be a basis for a professional wrestling career and not really looking at amateur as a whole entity? Oh, we we researched it. Uh, we sat down in my screening room, and I showed him some YouTube videos of some amateur wrestling, and I... You know, at the college level, I told him, this is what college looks like. This is what you'll be doing in college if you want to do it. And uh, he watched it, and he said, I want to do this. Um, so I said, well, let's let's watch a few more. And we watched a few more, and he said, Dad, I really, really, really want to do this. So uh, when he brought home that flyer of uh, the Cheney Matt Hawks, um, I I looked at it. I researched it myself. Uh, found out that it was thirty dollars to get him in. I was I was more than happy to pay it. Uh, it was fifty dollars for for his gear, um, and I was happy to do that. So I, I and then you know I get him to to his training on time, and they won't let parents be in the training room and. I kind of understand that because uh, of distractions and things like that, uh, especially me uh, being there. I would be a big distraction for Malachi, so I stay away. And I come back and I get him, and uh, he shows me at the end of the day what he's learned, and he does a few of the moves on me, and some of them are kind of tight, and, <laughs> and it's fun. It's actually fun. It's it's fun to watch him progress, uh, and it's fun to to just stand and and be a parent and uh, record him and cheer him on. That's my son. That's my boy, and uh, I, I enjoy it a lot. So, you know, it, he just. He, he's just happy with doing it. You know, when it's almost time for training, he lets me know, hey, Dad, i got to get ready. It's almost time for training. And it might be two hours ahead of time, but I'm like, look, man, you got two hours to go. He goes, I know, but I want to go. I want to do this. And it, it just brings joy to my heart to see that he, he's doing something that he wants to do. Absolutely. Now, there's a lot of great amateurs out there. Um, my third cousin happens to be one of the Big Ten champions over at Indiana University, so I know there's a lot of really talented amateur wrestlers at the college level right now, and historically speaking, a lot of professional wrestlers have collegiate experiences. Guys like Mike Rotundo, the Steiner Brothers, the Great Wojo, Danny Hodge, all fantastic college-level wrestlers. Obviously, Malachi just getting started, so there's no pressure on him to get to that point at this moment. But is he looking at using amateur wrestling as maybe not even so much a springboard into professional wrestling, but also potentially as a way to go through college at someone else's dime? I don't know at this point. I think I think he, it's too early in the game to to decide that, um, especially at his age, because um, he's just this June he'll be coming out of kindergarten, going into first grade. So 
Um, we'll see. We'll see as as time goes by. Oh, like I said, it's a different animal right now than it was, say, even 20 years ago, 25 years ago, and definitely a lot different than it was 35 to 40 years ago where guys would do a lot of questionable things to their bodies in order to be at what weight limit they want it to be. It's a much healthier atmosphere overall than it used to be. Uh, There's more trainers on hand now at the meets than there used to be in order to make sure people aren't wrestling with serious injuries that can be career-ending if they overextend. I know as a father you probably are much more grateful for the advancements in amateur wrestling than... Uh, you would have had or I would have had or something like that. Have you been studying out? I know you researched a little bit for Malachi, but have you been studying what the trends are in amateur wrestling as far as training methods and how to maintain the weight healthily and things of that nature? Yeah. Um if you'll go on my Facebook page, you'll see from time to time a video that I've posted because I've I've watched the technique and uh, I've watched it pretty much over and over and over again about five, six times, and then I'll post it for everyone else to see. Um, and I've watched it with my son. I said, see, this is how that's done. And then we work on it, and then I'll post it on Facebook. And then we practice for a little bit, and then when he gets on the line, he tries. He tries. Oh man, he's a beast coming off the line. As soon as, as soon as he's told go, he he's like a bullet. But uh, he's got some work to do still, and I'm gonna help him do that. Oh Malachi, of course. Once he gets to the professional ranks and he goes after Paul Cerberus, going to be second generation, uh, we don't see a lot of guys come into the business as far as following like managers and referees and so forth. It's usually people that were entering wrestlers and then their sons get into the business in whichever way it is. Uh, one of the most famous examples I can think of off the top of my head, Ricky Morton got into wrestling after his father, who was a successful referee for many, many years. Uh, You wrestle a bit, but you're primarily known as a manager. Are you going to seek outside training for Malachi when it comes time for him to get ready to be a professional, or do you think you're going to step in and have a much more hands-on approach to getting his professional wrestling training. Well, I think I think that um, he would benefit more with the hands-on uh, with someone who who wrestles a lot more than I do. Um, I think that that he'll learn a lot from from all the vets, and you know, especially from from the vets in combat pro wrestling. Uh, I, I think he'll learn a lot from them, and uh, I think he'll succeed. But as, as far as me training him, I I could help him once in a while, but I think that he would be better off learning from someone like uh, Ricky Morton from the School of Morton or uh, Dragonplex Dojo. Um I think they would better suit and they would be able to get more in depth with the wrestling instead of me being a manager in a management position uh, trying to teach him how to wrestle. Now, I'm just going to throw this out there for both of you to do with what you want. 
There may not be a better school in the country than Ohio Valley Wrestling in Louisville, Kentucky. I've heard of that school. Good things. I can point you in the right direction if the time comes. Sure. Now, I've seen video of some of Malachi's amateur meets, and the one thing I've noticed, Malachi, you almost never eye-gouge a guy to get the advantage. Have you considered going to the eyes more often? He looked at me with these big, huge eyes like, what? And then he, he's, he's shaking his head no, like, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I'm telling you, a well-placed eye gouge would get you three-quarters of your matches easily because your opponent's going to be stunned. You grab the quick pin, one, and you're out of there with a W. You just have to know how to throw the eye gouge. <laughs> I just look, just the look on his face. I'm, I, I'm sorry for laughing, but it just the look on his face is so cute. <laughs> He's a good boy. I love him to death. Now, obviously, the fans listening that also follow. The amateur ranks know there are a lot of holes and a lot of moves that go on in amateur wrestling as well. It's not just professional wrestling that you see certain moves and holes apply. It applies to freestyle, Greco-Roman, whichever form of wrestling you want to watch. Does Malachi have one or two of those moves in his back pocket that he's most reliant upon at this point in time? I think right now he's, he doesn't have a set move. I think right now he's just trying to survive. Because we're trying Nothing to get him to roll. We're trying to get him to roll on his belly when he's getting pinned. And, you know, we're trying to get him to get up on his knee and, and push push out of the way so he can get up on his feet. And it's he gets in the ring, he gets on the mat, he gets to the line, he's got everything he's going to do that he tells me he's going to do, he gets on the line, ref says go, he tackles the kid, and then ends up, and ends up getting pinned. 35 seconds. But um, I don't know, I think he gets nervous. I think he questions himself when, when he's in the ring, am I doing this right? How do, I, I got to get out of this, but I don't know how. But he knows how. Um, I don't think he's letting fight or flight kick in. But we're going to work on that. Those are some things that he needs to work on, and we're going to work on it. Um, I might well, take it. That'd help him out a lot. Yeah. I don't live, but maybe five minutes away from Eastern Washington University. They have a wrestling program there, I believe. Um, I could go there. If not, I can go to uh, WSU or Gonzaga and go go talk with them to see if I can get them to help him out during the off season. Either one of those would be great resources, for sure. Yeah. I'm looking down the road. Malachi's still several years away from being in professional wrestling training, even if he breaks in at a young age, as often second- and third-generation wrestlers do. What have you been doing as far as preparing him for what professional wrestling training will entail? Because a lot of people go into it unprepared physically. They don't do the cardio training. They don't do the weight training. They don't study like how to improve their balance or how to improve their stamina. 
and those are the people that usually drop out fairly quick from training. What have you been doing to prepare for what professional wrestling training actually is? Well, Malachi's been coming to my training uh, ever since I was in school. When I was in wrestling school in in California, uh, he has gone to every single training session. Um, When he was a baby and he was in his playpen, he would would run the corners and uh, like he was running the ropes. And I, I sat back and I watched him and he was doing what we were doing. He was copying it. So he's got He's got the the uh, uh, progressions down a little bit, so he he's still working on progressions and things like that. Um, as far as stretching goes, he works on that um, so that he's more flexible. Um, and he's been doing some cardio with me. Uh, there's a there's a cross country track. Uh, behind my place, behind where I live, and um, the college uses that. So when they're not using it, we go out and we run. So he's getting his cardio in. He's getting his calisthenics in. Um, He's eating right, so he's eating clean. I won't let him eat candy or garbage or junk food. So he... He eats clean, he exercises, he's doing what he should be doing. Obviously, in our industry, talking into a microphone, a much more important part of it than you would have in amateur wrestling, and we established Malachi a bit camera shy, which is fine, of course, when the time comes and he gets into the professional wrestling ranks, what are you going to be doing in order to have him ready for that aspect of the business? I have a microphone at home. <laughs> I have a microphone and a speaker at home. Um, he can practice on that. Um, he can do... He can promo pretty good. So... We've been working. I can work with him on that too. But uh, when the time comes, I think he. I think he'll get on it. I'll just throw this out there as well. I have guests lectured at a wrestling school or two on promo classes. So I'll just put that out into the universe for him. Now, also in professional wrestling, it's not something a lot of schools directly teach, even though they probably should, and that is working on your wrestling gear, your presentation, your entrance, all of the cosmetic things that go into making a professional wrestler a success. Has Malachi sort of been looking at that aspect of the business as well, or is he focused more on fighting Paul Cerberus? I, I think he's more focused on on rising through the ranks to fight Paul Cerberus because that's his driving force. The hatred of Paul Cerberus has drove many a person into the wrestling business, I would presume. He always says, I got to beat Paul. I got to beat Paul. So, yeah. I'm going to say a well-placed eye gouge there might help him as well. Yeah, I, I, think, I think Paul could use an eye gouge or two. You could take all the supplements and all the weight training and all the cardio training and go through the greatest amateur program in the history of amateur programs, it's not going to defend you from an eye gouge. No. 
And I think oh, by the course. time Malachi, I think by the time Malachi gets in the ring, Paul won't have any hair left anyway, so he can't pull his hair. At least not the ones on his head. No. Now, this week here in the Pacific Northwest, not only were there several shows that drew very, very good crowds, we also had the national company, WWE, come through. They were in Portland on Friday. They are in Seattle on Monday. And a lot of wrestlers at the independent level go to WWE shows, whether they are booked as an extra talent or not, because they want to sort of see up close how to get to that level, what the people do in order to succeed at that level, and sort of be there studying the job that they want rather than the one they have. Do you look at the national companies a lot as sort of a blueprint on getting to the upper reaches of professional wrestling? I I think that that the glitz and the glamour are are part of it. Um but the, there's a lot of hard work that goes into getting there. Um and I, I think that that in time I would get there. But the clock's ticking age wise for me, so I I'm try, I'm 45 years old, so the the age clock is ticking for me, and so are my chances of going into that into that part of the business. Um, but I, I I think it's a good idea. I do. I think it's a good idea to to get out there, and even though you're not you're not on the card, at least go there and try. You know, go find out what you have to do to get on that card. If, you know, it's been said, if you want something bad enough, you'll go out and get it. No one's going to give it to you. You have to take it. So if you want to take that step, because nobody's going to help you, you know, nobody's going to hold your hand and say, well, this is how you do it. So take one step and then the next step. If, If you really want it bad enough, you really want to chase that dream, you've got to go out and get it. Everyone's path in wrestling is different. Not everybody has the same goals or the same dreams. Some people get into professional wrestling and their main goal and what they strive to do is to wrestle locally in front of the people that they know and have known all of their lives and they're content with that. Some people get into it with the idea they want to make a full-time living and be able to retire at an early age. Some people get into it and they want to travel at someone else's dime and so they get into it looking at that aspect of it. Not everybody has the same goals. Not everyone has the same path to reach those goals. Does Malachi have a set in-game in sight when it comes to professional wrestling, whether it's simply fighting all Cerberus, whether it is getting to the national level and making it full-time, whether it is becoming heavyweight champion at one of the local promotions, does he have that end game in sight yet? Not yet. Not yet. I think he just wants to get out there and, and you know, cause cause havoc. <laughs> I think he wants to get out there and, and just do the best he can and, ha- and have fun doing it. I mentioned earlier on that it is a rough sport and a lot of people – look at amateur wrestling as being something of a dangerous sport, which it can be. Of course, there are injuries. It's a physical sport, but that's the same with any sport you could possibly name. There are going to be injuries. 
Obviously, Malachi is just getting started. You know, we had the strep throat, which isn't really related to his amateur wrestling, but is he prepared when the time comes when there is that injury, whether it's a sprained ankle or a broken finger or hopefully he'll never experience it, but something more severe than that even? Yeah, I, I, I prepared him. I told him that, that you know, if you're going to get hurt. Sooner or later, it's going to happen, and it's not going to be on purpose. It's going to be accidental. But when you do get hurt, it's going to be all right. You'll heal, and you'll get back out there. And he he said, I'm ready. And he so he understands that there, there may be a time where he catches an injury, um, because he's seen me get injured. Um, I'm still dealing with my my torn labrum and my torn rotator cuff and my left shoulder. I'm still waiting on surgery for that. So he's seen what, what injuries come. So And he knows how bad it hurts. So I told him, I said, are you ready for this? And he said, yeah, let's do it. So I signed him up. I blame Paul Servers for that rotator cuff injury you have. Oh, no. No, no, no. <laughs> this injury happened long before Paul Servers. But I, did, well, I, I do. saw what he did to you at the Keep It Insula Civic Center. I'm going to place the blame squarely on the shoulders of that devious Paul Cerberus. Well, yeah, he did stomp out my arm pretty bad. I still have some some grip issues in my left arm from that. I'll get him. One of these days, I'll get him. That or Malachi's going to end his career inside of a steel cage or something. I would see that as a possibility. Right. I think I think that that Malachi and I might tag team against him. I mean, in the history of our business, have seen a great number of father and son tag teams. Going back many, many decades, uh, Nick Bockwinkle and his father, uh, Warren Bockwinkle, tag team some. Bruno Sammartino and David Sammartino. Rick Flair and David Flair. Blackjack Mulligan and both Barry and Kendall Wyndham tag teamed. In more recent times, Ray Mysterio Jr. and his son Dominic were tag team champions. On the independent circuit, you see many, many, many father-son combinations that are tag team partners. Do you think you're going to be able to hold on and, when he is fully trained and ready, tag team with your son? I, I believe I could. I believe I can hold on. Um, going to try. But like I said, the, the age clock is ticking. So it's pushing the ring further and further away from me as the years go by. And it kind of hurts. It kind of hurts. But, uh, you know, I, I, I think my son will do great. Like I said, not everyone's path in professional wrestling is the same, and a lot of times people that enter training is kind of surprised by what training is and decide they want to still be in the business but maybe not entering wrestling. There's a lot of jobs within the professional wrestling industry, promoter, announcer, commentary, referee, manager, timekeeper. Have you been exploring the other jobs with Malachi just in case he gets in training and realizes that part of the business isn't ultimately for him? Oh, sure. Sure Sure I have. I've taken him, this is what this person does, you know, and uh, our, our sound guy the most, 
um, our sound guy, our timekeeper, um, our cameraman. I, I go around and I, I tell them this is this is their job. This is what they do. So if you if you don't make it and you can't do it, if you can't make it and you can't wrestle, there's other things for you to do. And he he said that he just wants to wrestle. So I told him, but sometimes you can't. You know, um, sometimes I pick up a camera. Uh, sometimes I run security. Uh, I'm on security detail. So, you know, I'm all over the place in the business, um, especially with my injuries, uh, with my shoulder the way it is. Sometimes I, I just don't feel it, but I'm there. So I do something, you know, uh, ring crew. Um, you know, I, I always try to, to put my best foot forward and just get it done. Whatever needs to be done, I'm there. And I teach him the same. Um, anytime, anytime you're asked to do something, say yes, yes, sir, or yes, ma'am, and get it done. Especially if someone's got the great advice, go for the eyes. <laughs> go for the eyes. It's worked for me for years. Uh. Now, one of the things that a lot of people do to stay involved in wrestling when the time comes that they just physically can't wrestle anymore or they can't manage or whatever the case may be and the body just won't allow it, a lot of people will look into starting up their own promotion and providing a place to work for other wrestlers and still maintaining that connection through a different means. A few years down the line, do you think that's something that maybe you would look into doing? Well, I mean, already I'm looking at places and, you know, there's a lot of places that are that are open for rent. But when you look in the window of the place, the ceilings are too short. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I, yeah, I want to open a training center. I want to be able to, to bring vets in and let them teach or have them teach the craft. You know, it needs to, the only way that the craft can survive is if it's being handed down. So handing, the handing down of knowledge is the way to do it. Um, so, yeah, I've, I've been looking into it. I've been looking into how much it costs to rent the building to do it, uh, how much the ring costs, and that's pretty expensive. Um, and then, you know, how much it's going to cost to keep the lights on, things like that. And um, I, I think that that sometime in the near future I could probably get together with some vets and we'll open a training center. Another way a lot of people stay in professional wrestling is they booker of a promotion. A booker is probably the most thankless job within professional wrestling, but a lot of people like the creative outlet of it that it provides. A lot of people enjoy being the boss of a company. Is booking something that either you or Malachi have given consideration to at this point? Well, no. No. I, I, I just want to be humble. I want to be, you know, just... Uh, you caught me off guard with that one. <laughs> I I think that a position of power is not for me. Um, maybe down the line, Malachi would, would enjoy that position of power, but position of power is not... I'm a soldier. I'm not a... I'm not a general. So position of power for me would, would be out of the question. 
Um, Malachi at this point still a growing young man. He's still got lots of years left to have his body mature into what it will be as an adult. Wrestling can be very hard on that. Uh, a lot of people get into weight training too early or they get into supplements too early, things of that nature. If he wants to start professional wrestling training early, like a lot of wrestlers have, have you set boundaries as far as what he can and can't do training and nutrition-wise for that? Not right now. Not right now. He's 47 pounds. <laughs> and I, I, I'm trying to get his weight up because he, he's a real picky eater. So um, he, he always wants to go for the junk food, but we, try, we get him to eat clean finally um, because they've got a lot, of, a lot of vegetarian ideas like uh, cauliflower french fries, things like that. Uh, so if the, if the boy wants french fries, we just make him cauliflower french fries so he still gets, he still gets that, nutri- that nutrition. Um, but uh, he, I, I think he'll do okay. I do. Now, I've known in my own career a great many wrestlers that started not a lot older than what Malachi is now. Um, IK3, Sean Kemp, they were two of the best professional wrestlers in the state of Indiana by the time they were 14 years old. Still going strong today. Sonico, I first met when he was probably around Malachi's age. He started when he was, I believe, 14 years old, maybe even 13. Wrestles all over the world today. Nick Wayne, who became the Defy champion just last night, wrestled at a very early age. He was refereeing his dad's matches right around the age that Malachi is now and was good at it. There's a lot of great examples of wrestlers that started young and became great because they had that experience and they had the reps early in life. So by the time that they got to the age where a lot of rookies were just beginning, they had years of experience to hone their craft and know sort of what they were doing. Do you think it's going to be advantageous for Malachi to step into the professional wrestling ranks at an earlier age, or are you looking at starting him when he's closer to being 18 and starting out with sort of a more traditional start age for rookie wrestlers? Well, I think that's entirely up to him. If that's something he wants to pursue, then we'll get it done. Now, obviously, not everyone is going to be able to do this, and it's not something you see wide-scale, but a lot of people will buy a professional wrestling ring to keep at their home if they have the space to do so, and that way they have 24-7 hour access to get in the ring and work on things and practice and train on their own or they will bring in wrestlers to help coach them along on their own schedules and so forth. Is getting a professional wrestling ring something that you've given consideration to so Malachi has that type of an advantage? Yeah, if if I had the space, I, I sure would. Uh, you, of course, had the injury, like you said, to the shoulder and everything. So 
it's a little bit different in your situation, but when you look at getting Malachi trained for professional wrestling, are you looking to get in there and sort of do the drills with him, whether you're the one leading the drills or you're just going along with him so that he's got an extra body to work with at that point? Or do you think that you're going to sort of release him more to whoever it is training him and let them uh, do the bulk of the training without you actively helping much like what you're doing now at the amateur level? I think I would step in once in a while if he wasn't getting it. You know, if he wasn't getting the drill, I think uh, I think I would... I think I would step in and I would tell him this is how he wants it done, so let's do it, and I'm going to do it with you. So I'll do it with him a couple of times, and then I'll ask him to do it ten more times. We skirted around this a little bit ago, but one of the tools of the trade that you have to have if you're a professional wrestler of any solid reputation is professional wrestling gear. I know some people go out in singlets and the amateur shoes and they're fine, but has Malachi come to you and say, this is what I want to have as far as wrestling gear? Does he have like the type of gear that he wants? Does he have boots in mind? Does he have specific types of pads in mind? Or is that going to be something you're going to have to sit down and discuss at a later time? That's something I'm going to have to sit down and discuss with him at a later time. Uh, right now, he wants to he wants to bring me to the he wants to escort me to the ring in a full suit with a shiny bucket on his head and he wants to call himself Dr. Buckethead. Dr. Coat. So Dr. he wants to... Dr. Buckethead, psychiatrist. Now, is he afraid that Paul Cerberus might do something dastardly into the bucket? Because I sure am. Uh, no. No, I, I think... I think he'll just keep the bucket on his head, and I don't think that Paul Cerberus would touch the bucket. But knowing Paul Cerberus, he'll he'll probably give it a try. I can see all sorts of foreign substances landing in that bucket in the course of a night. It is Paul <laughs> Cerberus. Yeah, it is Paul Cerberus. Now, does Malachi, outside of Paul Cerberus, have anyone in our region here in the Pacific Northwest that would be a dream opponent for him once he gets trained professionally? Malachi, is there is there anybody you want to wrestle besides Paul Cerberus? No? You just want to wrestle Paul Cerberus? He said, uh-huh. <laughs> so I... I think he just has that just one match in mind. He's looking at a one match career. <laughs> um, I I think as time goes by, he'll be able to he'll come up with some more people. But right now, he just wants to train to beat up Paul Cerberus. <laughs> Open for that fight forever! Clap 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 chant. Oh yeah. I can't I can't wait for that day when I'm sitting in the front row watching my son wrestle and I hear the, the this is awesome chant. I can't wait. Now is Malachi educated enough at this point in time to know if there's anyone at the amateur level that he would most want to wrestle and try his skills out against an amateur? Not at this time. Um, he, he practices with his, with his friend Enzo, who, who is a little off. He's awesome. He's an awesome kid. Uh, 
they wrestle all the time. They're in school. They're in class together, tussling. They're they're on the playground tussling. So, you know, I, I think I think that that for right now, he and his friend are are gonna take center stage pretty soon. We are down to the last few minutes of the show, so I want to make sure there is ample time. If you have anything you want to say in closing, plug and promote anything and everything, merchandise, upcoming appearances, your social media, your favorite donut shop, anything at all, floor is yours. Uh, let, let's see. Uh, April 29th is uh, Combat Pro Wrestling in Arlington, Washington. Uh, at the Arlington Public House. Um, and then there is uh, one shout-out I want to give, and that's to Diafala Debashi from Debashi Market. Brother, I'm coming, and I want to try some of that coffee. Um, let's see, you can find me on Facebook, John Davidson. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, John Davidson. Uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter. Uh, let's see. Make sure you you always go on to Facebook and look at Combat Pro Wrestling. Uh, we've got shows once a month, uh, and I can't wait to see you guys there. Oh, um, I've got some new merch coming out. I've got some T-shirts. Uh, Combat Pro has new merch coming out. They've got uh, shot glasses. They've got whiskey glasses. Uh, they've got one-pint beer mugs. Um, they've got t-shirts. And those I was happy to make. And they'll be available probably by Strawberry Fest. I want to make sure I get enough made for everyone. Um, I'm putting together fan boxes. They are $140 a box. And that has one piece of merch um, from all aspects of all the merch that I that I sell. Uh, any custom pieces that you want, a custom t-shirt, you know, uh, custom, custom glass, custom t-shirt, you want something put on, uh, go, ahead, go ahead and hit me up at uh, on Messenger. All right. Well, we look forward to that as on the 29th, DPW presents Theatrical Wrestling there in Arlington. Now, hopefully, we will in a few years see Malachi enter the world of professional wrestling. We wish him well in his amateur pursuits. It's a good background to have whether he gets to the professional ranks or not. Malachi, do you have anything in closing you want to say? Got anything you want to say in closing? No, no. He, he, big eyeballs, shaking his head. No, he said no, no, no. It's okay, bud. We'll work on it. Maybe next time you won't be so camera shy. It's okay. It happens. It happened to Dad. It, it definitely happens for sure. No worries. But fans definitely keep an eye on. This growing situation, you might see Malachi at a show near you a few years down the line, meeting up Paul Cerberus as the fans chant, fight forever, clap, 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 clap. As we end the show today, we want to wish you a happy Easter, happy Ramadan once again. Get out there, wherever they may be. And as we wrap things up today on a sad note, this week we did lose Butch Miller, of the Sheep Herders slash the Bushwhackers. Butch, a many, many, many decade-long veteran of our sport, one of the all-time greats, legend here in the Pacific Northwest, along with his partner, Luke. So we want to make sure we wish Butch Miller's family and fans well as they mourn the loss, and we will end today with our traditional Tim Bell salute to him. Fine, guys. It's always a pleasure, bud. Thank you for having me.